Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Disney's Hollywood Studios is definitely popular right now. Star Wars, Toy Story, and the best thrill rides on property make Hollywood Studios a great destination. But what if you only have one day at this park? We'll help you map out an out-of-this-world day at Hollywood Studios. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 98, Original Air Date, March 2nd. 2022. So Shane, what are the pros and cons of Hollywood Studios when you're thinking about it as a one-day park? Pros. I think a pro is that being the smallest of the parks, it might be the most conducive to only having one day. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Con. Anytime you only have one day at Disney, that's a con. Yeah, you really have to, as we'll talk about today, you really have to strategize and think and prioritize in this park, I think, more than any other. And so, Jimmy, that's definitely a con. I think a pro is, depending on your area of interest when it comes to Hollywood Studios, You can really geek out and immerse yourself if you want to have a Toy Story day, if you want to have a Star Wars day, if you want to have a Golden Age of Hollywood day, you can really do it here and feel really satisfied with the the level of engagement that you're going to have. Yeah, those park areas are fantastic immersion opportunities. So we're going to follow along with what we did a few weeks ago with Epcot. We're going to look at Hollywood Studios as if we have one day to explore everything and we have one day to really maximize our time and have, as you said in the intro, an out-of-this-world day at Hollywood Studios. But first, Shane, I want to know where in the world is all things travel? San Diego, California. San Diego. San Diego. White sandy beaches. Oh, right. Welcome, San Diego. You know what's funny is the one time I was in San Diego, do you know what we were talking about doing while we were in San Diego? What's that? Driving up to Anaheim and going to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) My guess is there's more to do in San Diego than drive to Disneyland. Yeah, so we decided to go to Anaheim later and just enjoy a day in san diego that time i have never been to san diego and it certainly is a place that is of interest to travel to it just hasn't made it yet so i'm gonna have to get out there we should go visit our new friend that sounds great well (laughs) hey san diego thank you so much for listening hey i have a favor to ask reach out to shane or i on facebook or via email we have a little gift for you to thank you for being featured on the show today So Hollywood Studios, Shane, is the smallest park with the newest, most popular things. And that may cause some issues as we talk today. Yes. If you're wanting to hit all of the new, most popular things, then that will take some strategizing and maybe a little bit of luck. Yeah. More than any other park for me, especially if you're focusing on one day at Hollywood Studios, Genie Plus is a must here. I think even if you only use it for a few of the most popular rides, I really think that Genie Plus was made for a park like Hollywood Studios. And just to remind everybody, 
at Hollywood Studios, the individual attraction selections that you can make, so the rides that you pay a la carte for separately than Genie Plus are Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The lightning lanes that are offered through Genie Plus is essentially everything else, including the shows. So if you want to have a, a lightning lane to Indiana Jones or to Disney Junior or to Frozen Singalong, you can do that through Genie Plus as well. But every other ride is also on there, too. So if you're not using lightning lanes, you're behind everybody else. I mean, that's just that's just the the tale of this park, isn't it, Shane? Yes, definitely. You definitely want to take advantage of that because being the smallest park with the most popular things currently, that's where the most people are going to want to go. And everybody can't be on Rise of the Resistance all day. So they're going to filter out to all those other attractions. Right. And you you want to get that jump and be at the front of those lines with the lightning lanes. So speaking of that jump, Shane, let's talk about planning our day first and foremost. So what's your advice for either those individual attraction selections at 7 a.m. or that first lightning lane selection. Is it worth paying extra for Rise of the Resistance? Is it worth paying extra for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? What What do you think? Rise of the Resistance, absolutely, especially if you're a huge Star Wars geek. If you're not a huge Star Wars geek, then still, yes, Rise of the Resistance. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I think, just depends on how big of a fan of the Fab Five you are and and how much you want to experience that attraction. I love it, but I don't think that I would I don't think that I would use it as an individual attraction. Yeah, so to give you a for instance, a few weeks ago when the Reeds and I were using Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios, we did not purchase uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and the line that was our third attraction of the day, the line was posted at 45 and we were in in a half an hour. So to me, if I would have paid that six bucks a ticket, I would have felt like, oh, gee, maybe I wasted some money. So if you are a Rise of the Resistance person, if Star Wars is your thing, absolutely try to get that individual attraction selection first thing. And if you do not, go to Rise of the Resistance first thing in the morning. Even if you have to wait a little bit, it's worth it to get that ride done, crossed off the list, and having experienced it. So you're going to want to be there as soon as you can be there. So for resort guests, you can get in a half hour early. That means you are at the park, gosh, I want to say even an hour before park opening so that Mm -hmm. you're there through the line headed to that ride. Yeah, I agree completely. Our first time riding Rise of the Resistance, we wanted to make sure we got there early. We were staying in the property, but so instead of taking the Magical Express, we drove over to the park to make sure that we could get there. And I think we arrived an hour before the park opened just to make sure that we were close enough to be inside. And at the time it was a boarding pass, but I think the strategy is still the same. You'd still want to get there early and get a, a good spot in line. I I think it is because I think what happens at Hollywood Studios first thing in the morning is people take one of three approaches. They go to Rise of the Resistance, they go back to Toy Story Land and they get on Slinky Dog Dash, or they go to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because it's the, the newest thing. And so I think planning that out really helps you get in the correct area of the park, if nothing else. I'm going to uh, emphasize our, our suggestion from our Epcot show 
with your first lightning lane then at 7 a.m., choose one of your top three rides with the idea that you're going to rope drop one of those other rides. So if you get the lightning lane for Slinky Dog Dash, then you go to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Or if you get the lightning lane for Tower of Terror, then you go to Rock and Roller Coaster. So again, you can get one of those top three out of the way at the very beginning. If, best case scenario, you've purchased Rise of the Resistance separately and you have another lightning lane for another ride. And would we still offer the strategy of trying to use the lightning lane for something in Batu or something in Toy Story Land, uh, maybe Slinky Dog Dash or the Smuggler's Run, and then at Rope Drop go the opposite way? Because most people are going to head towards Batu and Toy Story Land. Yep. So good Rope Drop strategy is to go the other way and ride yep. Tower of Tower, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, I, I remember, and this is a little bit of an aside, but I remember when Batu first opened, we had R- Rise of the Resistance was not open yet, what was not there, and we had fast passes for Smuggler's Run. We were there super early in the morning when the park opened, still dark, and my wife and son went to Slinky Dog Dash. My daughter and I went to Tower of Terror. We were walking down sunset boulevard and we were the only people walking down sunset boulevard so i'm not telling you it's going to be that way again but certainly the the good news is if you're not a star wars fan if you're not a toy story fan you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun doing the other stuff especially that first half hour if you're staying on property compared to other guests so let's talk shane about going to batu So if someone's going specifically for Star Wars, what advice do you have for them heading into Batu? This is definitely a place where you want to take your time. There is so much to see all around. Looking If all you're doing is going there for two attractions, you're missing a lot. You want to look down, but you don't want to have your phone in the way. There's just cool things even on the ground, just the tracks and footprints and then... At eye level, all the ships and the the staged setups with items from the movies is just awesome. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So really take the time to to look at the map, know what's there, plan your food ahead of time. If you're going to be eating in Batu, either for breakfast or lunch or a snack later on and take your time, go through the shops, go through the market, see the characters, because there's going to be lots of character interactions. Just slow down. Don't just go to two rides, go and experience Batu. So really. Again, if you're a Star Wars fan, 
there is going to be this pressure for when are we going on the rides? When are we doing this? But the good thing is outside of those times, you're going to just be like a kid in a candy store. Absolutely. (laughs) There's no doubt. It is such a cool place. And it seems big when you're inside of it, the way it's set up, you can't see anything outside of that too. So you think it's the, you think you're on another planet, but there's still plenty of time to see everything. It's not so big that you can't see everything. So don't get in a rush, take your time and take it all in. So to remind folks, you've obviously had the two attractions. You've got rise of the resistance. You've got millennium Falcon smugglers run. Both of those have individual standby lines, but those will be some of the longest lines in the park. Although when I was there, Smuggler's Run was not too bad. I I would have waited in that line had Mike and Leah wanted to do so. That may be something you're still able to stand by. There's multiple shops. You can build a droid. You can build a lightsaber, but that will take advanced reservations at 60 days. And and you will want to do that and get those reservations. Oga's Cantina is the cantina. It's good for the entire family. It's a great experience. You will want to get those reservations at 60 days. Um, so there are there is some planning there. But really, like Shane said, just take your time and walk through and experience it. The marketplace and everything like that. And then you've got your, your several eating establishments. You've got Docking Bay 7. You've got Ronto Roasters. We'll talk about our dining picks for Hollywood Studios later on. But to me, those are both solid choices. If you haven't had the blue and green milk, you'll want to do that and have that quote unquote experience. (laughs) Would we say, Shane? Anyway, I'm glad I tried it, but I can do without having it again. (laughs) But yeah, so definitely take the time to experience it. Much like we've said with Universal and, and Harry Potter's areas. You want to you want to take the time to appreciate this. What about Toy Story Land, Shane? This is the second area people tend to run to. What's your advice here? Wear a hat and sunscreen. It is, while it's cool, there is no hot. shade. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it is very hot and sunny here. But if you can get on Slinky Dog Dash, it's funny because the ride is so cute. The dog is so cute looking. It's like a big toy. And you're thinking kids. But it's a pretty good roller coaster. It's pretty fast. So don't go into it thinking that, oh, it it looks too cute. It's a kid's roller coaster. It's not going to be that fun. It's a fun ride. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I love it. But again, don't be surprised if that line creeps up, up very quickly. Toy Story Mania, I think, is one of my favorite rides in Hollywood Studios. And to be honest, especially first thing in the morning, the wait isn't that long. We walked right on. That was one of our first rides in the morning. There is a nice quick service here with Woody's lunchbox. There are some character meet and greets, but really it's not as it's not as a destination as other places in Disney. I think it's got some neat theming and a few rides with alien swirling saucers and all that. But I, you're not going to be spending the time here that you will, I think, in other areas of Hollywood Studios. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And. I think Disney did a good job of having enough character experiences while you're, so for example, while you're waiting in line for, let's say Slinky Dog Dash, you might see the the army men march out right. and right. there's, they'll have a little percussion section with them and it, it, that's fun to watch them. And you'll probably see some of the characters around the area and that, Disney made it easy where you can see those things while you're in line without having to just 
hang out there and, and wait for them to come by. Right, right. So what about some of the other areas in Hollywood studios? So we have the Chinese theater where Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is. The same advice, Shane, that queue, about three quarters of it is going to be outside. So you are going to be dealing with the weather until you get inside. So that is one thing to keep in mind. What about Animator's Courtyard? So there's a couple shows. There's the Disney Junior here. And then there's a Star Wars area called the Launch Bay that's really been left by itself because of Batu, but the props are still there. And so if you're a Star Wars fan, don't forget about the Star Wars launch bay because there's still some really cool things to see. There's some good shopping over in this area if you want to get away from everybody else. So this is an area that's tucked away. My guess is they're going to be expanding this at some point. I think for me, one of the coolest areas at Hollywood Studios is Sunset Boulevard and that front part, because I absolutely love, Shane, the theme of old Hollywood. And that's another one of those areas like Batu, like the Wizarding World, where there are so many details on the yes. windows and on the walls as you walk down. It's you just want to take your time and, and look at everything, especially when the actors, the citizens of Hollywood come back. It's just, I love it. The music that plays there, there's great shopping up and down there. There's good quick service restaurants. It ends at Toy Story Mania and at the Beauty and the Beast live show and a rock and roller coaster, you know, so there's a draw to get back there. I think a lot of people rush up and down that street to get to one of those things. Again, stop, take your time and check out the details. We've talked a little bit about some of the more popular rides, but we haven't talked about Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. How do they play into the mix here, Shane? Was it that long ago that they were the popular rides? Yeah. They're, they're a lot of fun. Tower of Terror isn't just one of those rise and drop rides. There's no, a lot no, going not on. at all. No, no. It's the theming behind it. The story behind it is so cool. Yeah. The Twilight Zone theming is you don't see that everywhere or anywhere yeah. and it is it's really really cool and rock and roller coaster uh it's i would say my probably third definitely top five ride in all of orlando the way it shoots out at the very beginning and it's so smooth i yeah. love a nice smooth roller coaster absolutely so to me these are definitely ones you're going to want to grab a lightning lane for as quickly as you can if you can use up that first lightning lane in the in the first hour or so that the park is open, these are probably going to be one of them that you're going to want to grab next. The times will fluctuate with these, but one of the things that we found when we were there a few weeks ago is we in, inevitably we would be on the other side of the park and we'd see a lower wait time. So by the time we got over there, the wait time had shot up. These are ones you're going to want to do it to attend to probably with your lightning lanes. And that makes sense where when, when you start seeing the ride times dropping and what on the other side of the park, whichever side you're on, everybody's going to see that to yeah. start migrating over. So don't whenever you see that, if you're not in line or waiting for something, go ahead and head over that way. Don't wait around to head over because everybody else is going to see those same shorter ride times, too. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about dining. 
Hollywood Studios does not have the dining options that a park like Epcot has, but they do have some interesting options. What are some of the places that your family has enjoyed, Shane? Well, definitely the most popular, I think, is the sci-fi dine-in restaurant. Every client wants a reservation for that restaurant. Chances are in, in this scenario where you're spending the one day, you may not have the, the chance to get yeah. that reservation. And it pops up if you can get in. I recommend it. Inside the restaurant, it's as though you're at an outdoor drive-in theater and they've got the ceiling where it looks like a starry sky and then the drive-in screen in front of you. And most of the tables on the inside are cars. So you're sitting in, in a car and watching the short films right. and cartoons on the drive-in screen. And it, it's a lot of fun. But if you don't get into it, you can't get a reservation for it. Don't worry because the food is not my favorite at yes, Disney World. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think people go for the atmosphere. The food has gotten better. I will say that. Um, the food has gotten better. I think for me, if we're talking quick service, there's really only one. I've been to several of the quick service places, but the one I really enjoy, the Brown Derby Lounge. And I like the lounge because it's outside. And you can do a walk-up reservation from the Genie app. And they have a lot of the same menu items as inside. It's relaxing. It's a great way to just to just still be in the Hollywood vibe, but be out of it. You're away. You're relaxed. For me, that's the table service that I've enjoyed the last couple times is that lounge. And I haven't been in it, but being outside, you can definitely see it. And it is a really nice, cool lounge area. Yeah, yeah. So quick service. Obviously, for me, the two places at Batu are really good. You have Docking Bay 7, which is more of a traditional quick service menu. Although Star Wars influenced food, obviously. And then you have Ronto Roasters, which offer breakfast and lunch kind of sausage wraps. These are amazing to me, Shane. Have you had one of these before? Yes, they are oh, delightful. I love them so much. So good. I love them. It, I mean, this is a snack for me, hands down, almost every single time I go to Hollywood Studios. I absolutely love them. There are some other good quick service places around. Backlot Express, while ha having a pretty basic menu, I really like their Cuban sandwich and Rosie's All-American Cafe up on Sunset Boulevard. There's some really good things on that menu. So if you just are going to Hollywood Studios for the day and you want to have some drinks and you want to have some quick bites and some snacks, you're going to be satisfied at Hollywood Studios, even though people don't think of it as an eating park necessarily. What's your overall favorite place to dine in Hollywood Studios? So if I'm sitting down, I like the Brown Derby Lounge. If I'm doing quick service, I'm probably going to be at Docking Bay 7 or Ronto Roasters with my family. That will probably be where we go. Oh, you know what I forgot about Ronto Roasters is their coffee is I haven't had. Tremendous. No, I haven't it is had so it. so good. Is it flavor? Like, is it a special brew or it's just good? I, I, I got it because I was... I was desperate, right? Because that morning we had stopped at Starbucks. Uh, the young girls were in line at Starbucks and Corinne and I ran back to the car to get our backpack. And before we were able to get back into the park, we were already being called for our boarding pass. So we had to get out of line from Starbucks, uh -huh. not get breakfast, not get coffee. And 
after we rode Rise of the Resistance. Then we went to Ronto Roasters and got, just got the coffee there. And I was so pleased with how good it huh. was. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I'll have to get coffee next time. So there we go, Shane. There are our top tips for Hollywood Studios. Just to wrap this up, what's your biggest piece of advice when planning a single day at Hollywood Studios? I think it's what you said earlier. Get that Rise of the Resistance individual attraction if you can, so you can make sure that you ride that. And then use Lightning Lanes for the, the other rides that you're interested in most. And leaving room in that for that first thing to go rope drop one of your top yes. rides also. I think that's a great way to approach the the strategy with with what we're seeing with Genie Plus and how it's playing out. I, I think that's really how you have to look at it. I think for me, the biggest piece of advice, especially when it gets to a hot afternoon, don't forget about the shows. Mm. Indiana Jones stunt show, Frozen sing along. Those are good shows. I mean, you, and Muppets 3D. If you grew up in, in our time, Shane, even though my kids couldn't care less about the Muppets, that's a good show. And so make sure you take some time, get out of the heat, sit down and enjoy those things because all three of those as examples are pure Disney magic. Yeah. If you have your kids with you, they may not get the jokes from the Muppet Vision 3D ride, but if the kids aren't with you, then you definitely check out Muppet Vision 3D. It's cool in there and it's hilarious. Shane and I would love to help you plan your out of this world day at Hollywood Studios. As you know, we are both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations. You can reach us at Ryan, that's me, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com or Shane at S-H-A-Y-N-E at creatingmagicvacations.com. Most families are confused and overwhelmed when they want to plan a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, which saves you time, money, and stress. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. And where are we? San Diego. This time I'm 40% sure. 